Another week of finding my fit at 40, and uh, it's going to be a good episode. I'm excited. I've got some good questions to ask Mike oh, today, because Mike's questions. here today. I'm here. What's up, Mike? Hi. We also have Chrissy with us. Hello. Love that Chrissy. Yeah. Welcome, Chrissy. Thank you, man. You are so welcome. So, uh, before the pod, Chrissy, you said that you hurt yourself. What'd you do? How'd you hurt What? Yourself? I missed that. Was I not She's here for injured. that? You weren't. Oh, I was there for the injury, though. You were there. <laughs> oh, you were. did you injure her? Was he it did. You? No. Michael took my ankle and he just stomped yeah. on it. <laughs> um, no, I was on a podcast. Oh, a podcast. I'm on a podcast right You're now. On a podcast I was on right a paddleboard, which is like a we, podcast. We want to talk about past Chrissy, not current. Yeah, I know. I get confused. You do a little bit. Yeah. It's all right. Um, I was on a paddleboard and I was... Uh, my buddy was like sitting on the back and I stood up and then when she went to stand up, uh, we fell over. We tipped over. And, uh, so you just but we were like, your friend? Is that what you just did well, there? Well, we were on Alley 3. Bit, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it was definitely both of our ideas. We were like, let's both stand up. Um, but we were at Alley 3, and so it wasn't particularly deep Not there. Yet. So no, I just, yeah. like, my foot slid off. It got caught in the little webbing part at the top because there was two of us on a paddleboard, so I was, like, towards the front. And uh, my foot rolled over. And so when I came off the board, it just immediately, in, in all sideways position, just went immediately into, like, yeah. the sand. So, like, my weight went right onto it. Ugh. It's not super bad. No, it's but it still just, sucks. It was, yeah, it's just swollen. It doesn't look super swollen. Yeah, thank you. It's actually gone down a little bit. It was yeah. quite large and in charge for it a was. couple of days. So, so I actually jumped right in the ankle. and asked you about that because, well, I really, I, I kind of want to bring up the discussion with Mike, what yeah. we were talking about, about the antiquated old way of dealing with oh, injury. Yeah. Well, Mike was the one who told me this. So Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's great well, idea then, to rice. Well, so so I think everyone has remembers like the rice method right. being like a thing. It stands for rest. I didn't remember until you had said Yeah, it rest, earlier. ice, compression, elevation. Mm-hmm. And like that was a thing that, you know, everyone always heard. But like apparently it's outdated information. The guy who like put that information out is like redacted redacted his like, you know. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, so, but if you Google, like, what do I do for my sprained ankle, you're going to get that. So it's like that misinformation is, like, still very out there. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, Mayo Clinic website out there. You think There's most, most of, of the fitness like and nutrition stuff, it's, it, the science is, all the textbooks are about 20 to 30 years behind. To do a whole new textbook to then get that put into schools and colleges oh, come and whatever. On, <laughs> yeah, that's such a big, slow wheel. So you're just hoping that professors are teaching the new updated shit, but it's, it's hard to kind it of... It stops being science if you're not adapting as we learn, Correct. right? You know, because so like... everybody looks at science as this, this cold, hard fact and or truth and whatever. And it's, it's not quite that easy yeah right you know, it's, everything's it's, you know theories initially and then it's, it's data driven a lot and of the time right, right? And then <laughs> even when you have something that's you know somewhat concrete even that can change mm-hmm. long term so we're going off of the data and data is is often changing so you need to be going off of the most update and current data so michael tell people what they should do if they sprain their ankle well i'm glad you just pushed for that so <laughs> <laughs> this is so this is the what's the new what sucks about that is like all that old data doesn't just disappear then. Correct. Right, yeah. Like, there, it's still out there, and everybody follows it. There's a lot of different things that are like that. Like, right. I, I mean... I started eight years ago 
trying to manually delete all that stuff on the interwebs, How far have you gotten it's very difficult. I'm probably <laughs> yeah. about 0.5% of the way in. 0.5% of to 1% getting started. is what that is. No, no, yeah. that's, that's just to getting started. I oh, haven't yeah, actually yeah. gotten anything deleted yet. Oh, okay, <laughs> <Yeah>. wow. <laughs> well, you know, I'm a real go-getter. Yeah, so. I yeah. see. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that's good. All right, so for basically, let's, let's talk about the, the quick drawback to immediate icing. So your body, let's just, depending on what you believe in, going between creationism and evolution, and, and I don't think they're all mutually exclusive. But anyways, the, we're not going to deep dive into that. But your body over thousands of years has developed its own way of dealing with things. And one of those is inflammation. And we've talked previously about inflammation being a very good thing when it comes to building muscle or mm -hmm. you know, telling the body to adapt to a certain stress. Well, it's kind of similar in this instance where your body has been injured and now your body is doing what it's supposed to do by sending, you know, fluids there and, and allowing the body to inflame to kind of protect the tissue to a certain extent. And so if we stop that very quickly with icing and with anti-inflammatories, now we're telling the body and not to do what it's naturally meant to do to protect itself and we're fighting that process. So that's why I, I tell people not to go right to, to anti-inflammatories unless that inflammation has lasted for, you know, a week. And now mm -hmm. we're digging into the chronic inflammation thing. Fine. Let's kind of so control So anti-inflammatories being like Advil, ibuprofen, stuff yeah. like that. Correct. Right. Correct. So that's the crap that got me hurt to begin with. That stuff's so bad for you anyway. It, it can be taken for a, a long time. It absolutely can be. So you're almost deciding between the possible negative effects of an anti-inflammatory or the possible negative effects of having actual chronic inflammation. Because that's how I blew out my blood, the blood vessel in my throat. That's how I had my, vo my voice issue. Right. When I damaged my voice was because I was taking a lot of ibuprofen to deal with pain and mm. inflammation in my foot. When, right. When I had hurt my foot, we talked about this on the pod. Yeah. Um, that Dang. I had actually heard it. I'd heard it originally before I did any of this and then heard it again during all of this. It's right. the yeah. same, it was the same injury. But that injury, I was taking a bunch of ibuprofen for him, and that's when I sneezed and popped a blood vessel in my vocal cord Oof. because of the blood Wild. thinning effect yeah. that that same right. stuff has. And I actually have a relative who got an ulcer from taking that stuff. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. That's pretty common. It, it's horrible for the lining of your stomach, especially yeah. like um, yeah, ibuprofen or Motrin. Modern medicine. You, you got to be careful with it. You got to be real careful so, with it. So, Mike... Let's go over all of rice and what parts of it are accurate yeah. and what parts of it aren't. Like jasmine. And so you're rice. like, I'm in like jasmine. What, I'm, I'm totally in. I love white rice. Whatever rice. Is Everybody in. going for their long range uh, brown we're rice. We're talking or... actual rice. I'm voting yeah. jasmine as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's actual rice. All right. So, so rice, let's, let's break that down. That's, yeah. that's rest, ice, compression, elevation. Right. Um, rest is never a bad idea. I think uh, that's a, to a degree, right? Like it you is don't to want to a degree. totally rest it. Because because I'll I'll dig into it, but my method for getting past some of this stuff is kind of what I recommend it to you is is motion and and movement, but intelligent. Like yeah, I'm not yeah. telling you to go out and, hey, don't, and don't hurt it. pound the pavement yeah. or do you know massive single leg strength based exercises. But doing some balance related stuff if the compression um, you know, top to bottom, like standing on it is mm. not quite it's not exacerbating the issue. Um, sitting down and doing motion stuff with it. You're literally signaling the body to, to send stuff there to repair. Exercise signals the body to repair. When yeah. you stop exercising, you start aging faster and dying sooner. That's mm. just sort of how it works. Um, so rest to a degree. You know, obviously, if there's pain with motion, don't do that motion. If yeah. you can vibrate your foot and that's the unpainful motion, that's do the motion that. you do. I'm yeah. laughing. That's like that doctor joke. Doc, it hurts when I lift my arm up. 
doctor says, okay, then stop doing that. <laughs> Problem solved. Problem solved. <laughs> Sage advice. Um, yeah, so I've been doing that. Yep. And I, um, my, I mean, I, it wasn't super bad. It was probably like a grade one, A, whatever, low grade. That's what I was going to um, rate it as. A1. 1A1. 1A1A. Yeah, I used the outline method. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I've been I've been doing that. I've been, you know, I, it doesn't hurt me to stand on it, so I've been standing Good. on it. And I've been just doing, you know, very light pointing and mm-hmm. whatever and just moving the ankle about. And the healing, the recovery time has been pretty good like nice. i feel pretty good when i went through pt the one thing that they had me do with uh this was years ago with because uh, i'd broken the same ankle right and so like when i was having any ankle stuff they told me to do the alphabet yeah oh that's cute with that, yeah yeah with that's that fun. foot so and that's like, basically covering the, all angles of the joint of the yeah yeah, yeah. So. i i like to to do the whole this is when i will start to push towards standing on one foot and then even standing on a pad so it's called, it's called proprioception is your body knowing where it is. Right. At so any you're like time. training those little muscles. That's your balance. So oftentimes when you roll an ankle really, really badly, <clears throat> you could potentially damage some of the, the nerve endings in there, which again, signal your body and aid with balance. Mm-hmm. So if you don't ever work those back up and reestablish that balance now, as you're running around or cutting or whatever, your body is less aware of, you know, it's not getting that signal as quickly. So you're now more likely to kind of roll that ankle at that mm-hmm. point. So the more you establish that, that baseline again and get your balance kind of back on track, you're also still, again, actively using it and signaling the body to kind of repair that area, regenerate and such. So that, that kind of goes with the, that covers the rest portion of that. Okay, all right. When it comes to icing, <clears throat> basically icing a local area like that has the effect of, you know, your lymph nodes are, are set to kind of pull excess fluids out of an area and, and take them for disposal and get them out of the body. Mm-hmm. When you ice an area that drastically like that, it ends up pulling fluid out of the lymph nodes, which makes that a less effective way of eliminating waste from the area. So while I don't prescribe icing something locally, I do love cold tubs and ice baths for that. And they are miserable, but doing systemic cooling like that will actually increase recovery as opposed to locally icing, which will, you know, not help that specific area. Right. That's, I guess, also messing with your body's natural, like, inflammation type process. Correct. Yeah, okay. Correct. Um, Wait. I so, know. hold on. I know. My brain is not comprehending. I'll, I'll dig a little bit deeper in that. I know exactly where you're going because, like, locally cold icing is not cold. good, but put your whole damn body yeah, in there. Yeah, like, right. like, that just feels like, all right, well, you're saying this is not good for the cold, so if I amplify the cold... Shouldn't that just amplify not good? You would think so. Yeah. But if you're locally icing something, it now has the ability to pull out, you know, fluids from the lymph nodes there, right? But if your whole body is in cold, it's not acutely affecting one specific area. Now it's your whole body, which you now have to increase your respiratory rate, which is known to be good for the body and causes... If you're able to to breathe deeply and fight the fight or flight scenario, your body goes more into a recovery mode as opposed to fight or flight. So being in a recovery mode, you know, keeping your respiratory rate up, which most people don't sit still and breathe enough as it is, why meditation is, is so effective and going through breathing exercises. You're doing things that are now going to push towards recovery, and you're not acutely affecting one area of the body to rob, you know, the the fluids out of the lymph nodes that are trying to kind of take those waste away. So your body, while being slightly down-regulated during the time that you're in the tub, or actually it's not really down-regulated, your metabolism will spike up to about 15-ish percent just from being in the cold. So you have a whole ton of health benefits. You have an overall anti-inflammatory effect on the body, which is more helpful for the body. 
because it's not doing that acute thing in one area. So it's it's. I think I want to try this. Does that does that thing. make sense? You, you, I mean, you just literally come over to the house. And yeah, do it. yeah. I think I'm, it's so difficult to do. I I try and do it every other day right now, and I, I still miss days because it's such a workup in your head until yeah. you're in the habit to crawl in, even though you know after about forty five seconds. That's a long ass time. Yeah, forty five seconds 45 of seconds. misery. If you would have said lot. four to five seconds, four to five. Forty five <laughs> seconds is not a long time. Uh, you know damn yes, well. Yes, it is. You can uh, hold your breath for forty five seconds. If and you it's lost track of time, you go mean through it's five good to go. Like, <laughs> we do a lot of things for forty five seconds, yeah, but I might that, not like them. All right, yeah, fair enough. Anyway, forty five seconds ish. You you breathe. I chewed that it. scorpion for like forty five yeah. seconds. Uh, that was that was about an hour. I clocked it. Clocked it. So you basically know that after 45 seconds, the, the worst of it's over. You weirdly find this sense of peace while you're in it. And then you know. like because you're dying. That's why. <laughs> That's where the peace comes it's from. It's your body's natural dying body's response. <laughs> <laughs> after that, you're like, oh, okay, this isn't so bad. I'm not loving it. I get that. But it's not so bad. And then you only stay in as long as, as uh, I say comfortable, you would want to hop right out after that. But legitimately, as, as long as comfort dictates. And um, oftentimes, that's two, three How minutes How important plus. do you feel like the ice bath is to the sprained ankle recovery? Very important. Because I'm going to skip it. Any kind of, <laughs> I, I'd say it's probably the most important uh-huh. thing ever. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, but, it's, it's just an aid. The body knows how to heal itself. It I will was, heal itself. Giving itself, again, this would is it where... Would speed up recovery? Yes. Yeah. This, and this is where, Still you know, protein enough. intake <laughs> and out. movement... Uh, I just think cold shower. Be the most yeah. effective. Cold shower work. I'm yeah. still out. I, I think I'm gonna just let it go. Um, okay, so tell me about compression. Compression is, again, it's not a thing early on. I just, it's not necessary. Light compression, maybe, which is like using those those little sports wraps. That's what my PT said too. She was like, you know, like I just happened to go to my PT unrelated, yeah. and she was like, you know, this is you're gonna be fine. This is fine. But she was like, you know, you can use some light compression if you yeah. want to, but only if you really want to. And yeah, I was like, see, I okay. love having my statements uh, yeah, verified. You know, confirmed by yeah, absolute verified. professionals. Yeah. Yep. Um, Wait, are you not an absolute professional? Wait, I'm, have I been lied to this? There are no life? absolutes in life. Oh, there. Write All that right. down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so compression is, is less important at that stage. Once things have actually calmed down, your swelling's really gone down, and you maybe find you have some lingering pain. Mm-hmm. I love the, the Voodoo Floss, which I brought up before, which is kind of the name brand, I think, for... Um, different compression techniques or something no, no. it's it's a two inch by seven foot um strip of uh, there's like two different levels of thickness that i have personally so isn't it ba- so uh, this voodoo floss so it's just like a stretchy rubber basically right correct yeah i love how you interjected that i'm gonna tell you all about it well, um, well I was gonna <laughs> I'm, s- I'm kidding go, go ahead go. no no, no go. i was just gonna say couldn't you do the same thing because i've thought about this I've, I've watched these commercials for yeah. voodoo floss and stuff can you do the same thing with uh i'm looking at it right now the um the bands the um you know what I'm the resistance about? bands. Resistance I, bands? I, I do understand. I mean, they're most resistance bands are in a loop um they don't stretch quite yeah, as much the and they're and they're a little too thick so you'll you'll see like I'll, I'll bring it out for you. The the width is just nice for for wrapping joints and things like that, and it's the level of thickness and ability to stretch. All right, sorry. Um, finish. Is it like foamy sort of? No, no, no. Ahead, it, it, ahead, it is it, it is basically made of the same material as resistance okay, bands. Okay. It's just designed a little bit more for wrapping okay, okay, based okay. off the level of thickness and, and ease of wrap, and the ease of it grabbing onto itself as you go around. Too. Mm, but that is nice. So the whole point of, of doing the voodoo floss is they'll, they'll tell you, like, you're going to wrap above and below a joint if like, the joint is the issue. Mm-hmm. And up 
working up towards the joint, you're doing about 50% of the stretch at the joint, about 75 as you continue to wrap around with it, layering, mm -hmm. and then past the joint on the other side, about 50% of the stretch, and then you kind of tuck it in on itself. Once you have it tucked in on itself, mm -hmm. you start to mobilize the joint. And you do that for one to two minutes until you really, really feel the burn. And you feeling that burn is basically that circumferential pressure and, and massage from the voodoo floss being wrapped around, squeezing the tissue, mm. kind of like its own little myofascial release. Okay. Um, you've pushed all the blood out of that area. But you're doing this like after your ankle's local swelling has gone down. Yes, or I whatever. wouldn't do it on anything that's swollen. This okay. is more for like chronic pain and, and health of joints as, okay. as you go. Okay. Just to clarify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So th we're going to quote unquote, we're pushing the bad blood out. Yeah. And then once you go through that burn method, and myofascial release, it's you know creating less stick of the, the fascia on muscle and such and skin. Uh, you take it off, and all the quote-unquote good blood comes right back to the mix. And so by, by doing that, it is kind of like going and getting a massage for the body type thing. You're, you're doing that for the joints and musculature and doing it in a circumferential way, a full wraparound. And that's very, very beneficial for the joints. Like I, I'd read through that with uh, Become a Supple Leopard. Um, I forget the, the guy's name. Kelly Starrett. Um, so he's got a lot of really, really good mobility type things when it comes to lacrosse. Was that a book? And, and, yeah. Oh, what yeah. was the name of it? Uh, Become a Supple Leopard. I just had to hear it again. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> I was going to let the leopard thing just drop because I really don't want to be a leper. You, you say a, that. A you, leopard? I like all my limbs. Or a you, leopard. No, leopard. <laughs> I like all my they fingers say where they are. You're the most <laughs> supple leper in the land. Uh, yeah. Supple leper. Ew. That's <laughs> yeah, just that's so the whole thing. <laughs> that's just good. No, it's it's under the principle of and the the knees over toes guy does kind of the same thing. It's by is that his actual name? Yeah, that's what he was born with. <laughs> 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 but they they push joint health and connective tissue health to the point where. I mean, the, the knees over toes guy, I'm sorry, I forget his name. At knees this over point. toes guy, that's what he's got now. Right, that's what he's I mean, that, that is his, his label. Yeah. But he can just kind of cold do splits or lean back over things and not have to worry about pulling connective tissue because of the fact that he's trained stretches with weight. Mm -hmm. So you're not just, cool. limp, you know, just doing stretches, you're adding weight to the mix. So now the connective tissue is stronger and healthier and going through a full range of motion. And along with Kelly Starrett pushing things for, you know, mobilizing full joint mobility, kind of covers how your joints should last 120, 140 years. But we have 22-year-old athletes that are burning holes in their joints uh, at 22. Yeah. So it makes no damn sense. There, is, there are improper movement patterns. You can have very gifted genetic athletes who are able to do amazing shit, top-level shit, with improper movement patterns, rounded shoulders and, and buckling knees and, and whatever it may be. So they're just able to do it, but they are improper movement patterns that the joints are not meant to do for the lifelong time of the joint. How does the improper movement pattern come? Like, okay. So let's act like we're cavemen here. Sure. Like, did everybody who's a caveman, did they all have to use proper movement or were their joints not actually designed to last that long? Because like, how does all of a sudden this improper movement matter? Like, it's, I'm confused as that. Like, I think if you're doing improper movement and you're doing it like under load or really, really fast or, you know what I mean? Like like an athlete would be doing. They're doing that movement at like a, uh, this level that is extreme, right? 
constantly, probably every day. Mm-hmm. And that's where you're going to get a problem, right? Like, so if like you pictures, you're, you're, I, like I see right, elbows exactly, blow out or, and stuff like that. Stuff yeah, like I, that I see where you're going with the Think analogy. Like, you know, any it's very player. difficult to do with a caveman. <laughs> One, we don't have the studies. <laughs> we don't know but, them. But, but two, well, you know what I'm saying? Like, but two, they, they probably didn't live till past yeah, 18 no or 20. That, I don't think their joints were even their concern at that point. They're dying but other ways. I, I see, <laughs> but I see where you're going with, with, with the question. Just, and, I mean, the idea yeah, of the The answer to that is you see some relatively healthy. How do you know what's not, what's proper and improper? You know, that's another thing is that I think it kind of depends on the body. And the most, most people don't. And this is becoming more of a movement now, but you know, a 40 year old, even an athlete who has lifelong aches and pains could have uh, potentially avoided a good amount of that by Learning fixing earlier. an improper movement pattern. And when I say an improper movement pattern, I mean your your joint, like if you're doing, say, a squat, right? You We now know, and I, I pushed that for you, and you see a lot of videos and, and people kind of showing that the proper tracking and the most efficient path that the knees are supposed to take it's on the out, way out. Straight, yeah. Slightly out, yeah, but it, it's tracking over toes. You have that right angle. But you're gonna. The body is this amazingly adaptable mechanism, and you could see people squatting four, five, six hundred pounds where their knees aren't out. They may be slightly in, and while their connective tissue has adapted to a certain extent, that kind of internal pressure, like along the knee, yeah, it's it's gonna be overdeveloped on that front. You're You're gonna have weakness on the outside. It's mainly in training the improper movement. It's in life because that same person who squats like that may end up you know, squatting down to pick up a child or something off the ground to put elsewhere. You are constantly throughout life because lifting is functional movements. Think if you're yeah. like a, a, a deadlift, if you're leaning over to pick up something in, in a proper way, but you might pick up a, a bar properly on a deadlift, but you might go full rounded back and pick up a child and rounded back is even not bad. Your spine is meant to flex under load, but unless you have done that consistently and progressively overloaded it, you're at an awkward place right now. It's not a movement you practice and you're picking that child up improperly for your body mechanics at that point. Which so I what you're saying is don't do compress your swollen ankle. Yeah, let's, let's not compress <laughs> it. <you know? laughs> uh, yeah, that, that's your, I think you're very right, you know, about how we all, especially if you're doing it wrong and you think you're doing it right, and then you continue to use that that movement that's pattern because you saying, think like, you're doing it right. Where does and that I think that that's kind from? of like a little bit different. Like I think it's different for every person's body and every person's limbs. It can be it a is, little bit different, it can right? Be based off of your your previous injury. So it's like it's hard to sometimes it's even hard to learn like by looking at someone else because like maybe what they're doing isn't exactly what's the you know the Correct. best mechanical what, thing. One for of your my favorite build. things to watch people do, and I've watched. Every one of you. <laughs> <laughs> now one, we can all feel One of my favorite things to do is to watch people, how their feet contact the ground. Mm. And have you ever noticed how many people kind of walk in a slightly duck? Uh, people also walk on their toes. You see those people that walk on their toes, just their toes? That is often leaning towards um, being somewhat on the spectrum or, or you know, with autism. Yeah. Interesting. It's a, a feeling sensation type thing. And I'm not saying they're all autistic or Asperger's, but... You know, even people with ADHD, they're finding have have some slight bit being on that autistic spectrum with uh-huh. you know some OCD. And why does that make them walk like on that. their toes? It's just the way it's it a feels. sensation it's a thing. Feel yeah, thing. like like even for me, I you know doing more and more research with with stuff like that, ADHD and and being a, a touch on the spectrum, I can't stand the the feeling of material like. Up mm-hmm. high on my arms, and people are gonna be like, "Oh, you just like wearing tank tops." I do love wearing tank tops. Don't get me wrong. That's true. I was like, uh, I don't like but wearing I, tank tops. But I'd honestly prefer being shirtless. You don't every once in a while see me fidget. Like if if yeah. just the shirt. I don't know if it's over the light bit of hair I have there, or well, just I'm the way just it touches. Say, I, I don't you like wearing it. a shirt while we're recording. You're, Thanks. you're welcome. That may change now that I've I've expressed. <laughs> now that it's out here. 
So if you watch people, and I've even tried to, I try to mimic things because I'm real weird. We're like, that's why I'm so good with accents. If I'm ever yeah. watching a movie with an accent, like Michael I'm, I'm really doing that. Michael is really good with accents, y'all. <laughs> One of my favorite things about him is that he will just do these random accents and they just and I, I, me If up. I'm hearing it on a movie, I'm doing it in my head. I'll even do it out loud every once in a while, repeat lines. I yeah. just can't help it. I just naturally start to push to that. But I'll mimic body stuff and I'm seeing, that is fascinating to me. And I'll watch somebody walk with like that kind of duck. You know what I'm talking uh-huh, about? Duck absolutely, matter? yeah, yeah. Slightly their, their toes point, toes outward, pointed yeah. out. Your toes, when you walk, should point forward. Yeah. And I had my, it was my left foot. Somebody just pointed out randomly. It was very nice of her to kind of point that out. Nobody has, has done that to me. But I was standing and my left foot was just slightly cocked out. Uh-huh. And I realized that when I'm moving, I was slightly doing that. It was so slight, I never really noticed it. Yeah. This can be corrected. Yeah. I now walk toes forward everywhere it, it kind of becomes a habit the more you ingrain it over the the point of a period of time my knees have thanked me since then that mm-hmm. knee had started giving me a little bit of an issue but if you have that out your knee is now shifted at a different angle which now affects yeah. the way your hip moves as that. you're uh, approaching everything i feel like mine has changed now that i've started lifting because like, strength is bringing things into alignment you're balancing out your in strength. alignment could it also be taking it out of alignment if Why, you were not like balancing, you're walking different. What do you feel yes. is different? What are you so, doing differently? Uh, so through this whole process, um, from the beginning, I was always kind of a what is that? Squeak? It's a bird outside. It's a very squeaky no, I bird. Think it's your chair. Oh, is it? Yes, oh, it's, it's totally me. your chair. It's because oh. I'm doing this. It's, so oh, there's a was. squeaky I thing have, going on. I thought it was a bird too, I and I was, was like, bird. it's too consistent to it's be a bird, a bird chair. Yeah, it's yeah. not a chair. Sorry, um, I will stop <laughs> I'm not going to judge you I'm for fidgeting. I'm a yeah. fidgeter. I was like, what is that sound? I don't know if you guys heard it, but it, was like a tw- it sounded like a bird. It was like yeah. a tweety sound. Um, so in the beginning of this process, I feel like I've always been kind of aware of my feet. I played soccer, so like I was always like kind of aware of legs and feet of in that general yeah. range anyway because we ran a bunch and all that. And then I got into like wearing better shoes and insoles. I have a, a good buddy of mine who um, well, I used to play at a pool league with, and he is a, a certified podorthist. And so he really got us then into like wearing insoles, and Becky got herself a custom yeah. set of insoles. See, him, him and I would have a good company. You want to bring him on I, here. And I, I, wear, and I, I am more barefoot and build musculature. So here's this is what I remember him saying is like, yes, ideally, that would be great. The problem is, People don't do that from the the get go. Like the the like the people who like run long distances and they say you have to wear no shoes. And right. You have to do that. He's like, that would be great. Like there's those if countries they would be willing they to do, do it, it. Yeah. Where they did it from the like they they didn't really wear shoes ever. Mm-hmm. So they're running barefoot and it's great because your whole body is so used to it. But you've worn shoes your entire life. So to now tell your body to stop, you're going to create injury. You're going to create all this stuff because you're not. Like, you can't just jump into that. I see what he's saying. He, but in my head, it's never too late to build up that strength and create that overall health. However, if you have somebody who's doing marathons and shit and they want to swap over to, to barefoot, it's uh, you. they would have to dial back to, you know, half a mile for, for a, a week. And then they have to go up to a mile. They would literally have to build up over a long yeah, period of time. But that's the same thing. Like, and, and I'm sure I, I would love to get him on and, and chat about the idea of, and see what he thinks about that. Because I feel like that's plausible. Cause like even now, like building the strength in my feet and ankles is, I feel like is happening, but I feel like it's also changing the angle of how I walk. Like I can feel even when I walk barefoot, then mm-hmm. like I walk, differently yeah and, and that, sometimes that, it feels wrong 
that could, it could be a good thing, though. Oftentimes, when you're learning something new, it is going to feel wrong. Do you feel so like the, the only way to know that is to actually watch, yeah. is only watch your gait, or is there more pain coming from it, or... You know, the, your body will what kind I of have s- noticed in the last couple workouts, I haven't had this issue forever, yeah. but it's like the last two or three, I've been hearing and cracking and like grinding almost in my knees. Crackling and popping is not a big deal. Grinding and pain is a big deal. There's my, no pain. It right. just makes my, a lot. My joints crack and pop, and that's that's a very normal thing. Like, it was loud enough that this Becky was in here. Uh, we were getting work done, which, again, is an awesome thing about having a home gym. I'm going to bring this up, like, all yeah. the time. She was in. <laughs> we had to go over our schedule for the week and stuff, and I'm here. She's talking to me, and I'm doing squats. Right. Yeah. And I'm doing getting a, yeah. a, a, a set done and then put it down, and then we continue talking, and then I can, like... I was able to like have our, you know, we were parents and business owners like our our weekly meeting yeah. that we kind of yeah. have while you're in the gym. Yeah, while I'm working out. What more could you ask for? Yeah, it was awesome. That I have awesome. to say that is super cool, um, especially because I can do like the heavy moves. I have the, the big weight. Like it's one thing to work out at home using body weight and stuff. You can do that, but I just feel like I'm getting a better workout and able to really reach the goals that I'm doing. I was I've hit. I didn't last week because we went to our family for it was the mm-hmm. holiday weekend. Mm-hmm. So we were gone. But I've been hitting three workouts a week. See? Now. Yeah. I've been able to That's do. That's all you need, man. You're about to start making all the progress. All the gains are coming. Yeah. It's going to rain gains. You're on the gains train, baby. It's, I definitely can tell the difference, and I'm, I'm enjoying it. But like I said, the knees thing just started cracking and popping recently within the last like week or two. Interesting. The last two workouts, actually. I've like where it's like, oh, so I was saying Becky was in here, and she was like, when you, you worked right? out, when you were working knees. out previously, were you doing something that would have like the same movements? Yeah, were I you feel like I'm getting. I feel like I'm getting. Uh, like, have they been popping the whole time? And you just maybe haven't been hearing them. That's my question. Oh, I have been on headphones, and I'm not in headphones now. Yeah, so like maybe you're noticing that you're just making sounds that everyone else around you's just been hearing. No way. I didn't even think about that, Chris. That's a really good idea. You'll yeah, because see. so now that I'm here, I don't have to rock headphones, right. obviously, because yeah. I'm in my own home. And I have uh, my Bluetooth speaker set up. And mm-hmm. it, so I'm listening to the same stuff. But but I, out loud. Yes. Yeah, I hear you. I've noticed that as well. Oh. Where I'm like, oh, yeah. I wanna, am I making all these sounds in this gym? <laughs> <laughs> no way. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's got to be what it is. My knees have probably been do- doing it the whole time. Yeah. But these last... No, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Because these last couple workouts, I've really noticed it. And I haven't been using my headphones. It's been about, I've, I've had about five to six workouts in the studio It's in here so far. Yeah, again, it's, it's not something to hyper-focus on. But I've, I've been kind of wanting to play with, again, adding. I haven't really started adding weights to my stretches and, and things like that. Because the, there's been but a couple of studies. stretching? That, Yes, yeah. that's what I'm saying. So there have been some studies, one, that have shown if you're lifting through a full range of motion, it is about as good as, as static stretching. So if you're squatting, you know, ass to grass, you're going through a full range of motion, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're going to get a really good stretch reflex on, on you know, that whole lower body and, and good hip mobility. But I haven't done a whole lot of, just to, to add on to that one point before you move on to the next point, I haven't done a whole lot of like just static stretching. Right. But I have done a lot more. I've tried to get more range of motion. And that's in my thing. point. So and you I've are stretching the flexibility via that. difference. Yep. Absolutely. That's, was, that's the point I want oh, to gotcha. pull up is that I have noticed flexibility well, difference. Yeah. It is. And I haven't been adding just regular stretching. I kind of hate yoga. I've been I feel toying like with dudes the idea of yoga. But I just hate it. A lot of dudes that I've met, they don't really like stretching. They don't like yoga. Like Aaron at Horset, he will not do it. He absolutely has no interest in it. 
And um, so it's cool to hear that just from lifting, oh, you're yeah. making some a little bit more of a because guys Especially, also guys are like the guys that are really against flex or against stretching are very immobile. Like they do correct. not have good yeah. flexibility. And that's like, how I was. Aaron too. is very inflexible, and I'm like, yeah. you know, you could make your life a little easier. It wouldn't be too bad. But that was and, and, and a lot of guys too won't lift <laughs> through a full range of motion. That when was that's, well, they that's can't because they won't too. stretch ever with the plan. <laughs> With the plan that you put me on, like I've the, the the regular squats with weight, mm-hmm. I feel like I don't get the full range of motion there mm-hmm. because I like. And I, that's a little bit I'm, of a trust thing. Could be. Yeah, a, I was going to say. A part you of don't want to get your ass in the hole if you're not going to be able to get your ass out of the hole. Yeah, right. and that's part. I feel like a little bit. I'm not even lifting super heavy. We've talked about this a million times right. because of my knee and stuff. I I don't go crazy heavy, but. When I do like the kettlebell squats or the, yeah. the yeah, single you can, leg you stuff, you feel like you can comfortably I, get lower. And if I have to, I can just drop hey, the weight. You can weight. just bail. Right. Yeah, so I can it's, just it's bail it's on it. There's, there's a yeah, mental thing about having a bar on your back. There is. A yeah. loaded bar. And on your I back even where have. Like, how like, am I going to get out of this? <laughs> even with yeah, because well, I mean, I even have. When I mean, I'm the by safety myself, bar should the... should develop a little bit more trust. You just have to accept the fact that you may have to set it on there. The the sooner you accept that. The better you're going to feel about the squat. Yeah, and honestly, learning to fail is kind of an important. Oh, hundred percent important part of it. Hundred percent. No, I don't. Because I don't the, to learn to fail. here's the thing about you: may, you're not going to have to fail many times. One, maybe two, because you're going to realize how it felt, the weight on your back, mm-hmm. how close you were able to get to exhaustion before you're like, oh shit, yeah, I'm not going to be able to hit that next rep. That's where I'm at at this point. Yeah. I can push pretty hard and based off of the effort from that. And also, I, I can often do that by watching somebody how the velocity of the bar that they had moved. I'm like. All right, you're done. Or two more reps. You get, you kind of get good sure, at that. You can tell from the so, speed, yeah, the movement. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna. I love how some, you're smirking right now. I can't wait for what's coming out. Oh, uh, <laughs> you're not gonna like this. Um, so this is complete honesty and this whole thing. By the way, I, I realize I never gave my update for the, this week, but it's never too late. Yeah, I'm gonna do the update here in a second. <laughs> so to anybody listening that either just started listening or has listened the whole way through, and you don't think you can make these results and you're like, Oh, I just can't like, cause even still I struggle like hearing you guys are like really in it and like really put like you, like I know you push hard and like, uh, in, in your workout stuff, I feel like I'm the laziest work, like, like working out person okay. ever. All right. No. And I'm saying that because like, I don't like, I don't really push crazy hard and I don't have a desire for, all the th- occasionally once in a blue moon I'm doing the workout I'm like I'm really gonna go for it this yeah. time and I haven't really done any of that like crazy like all right I'm in it like let's a couple times I have and I'm not like there are certain moves and certain things that of I'll course. do but they're like I feel like I'm just such a lazy lifter like I'm like this I'm I don't really feel like doing way, this. Victor, I, hear I, I am my, too. I can't, can't wait for him to. <laughs> we're gonna reveal to the my, curtain from the because <laughs> <him right here. laughs> I get to like my third set I'm like I know I could do this third set. And I just don't want to. F it. I'm out. And I just don't do the third set. Or, like, I'm like, I could keep going, but I, I just don't feel like it. And I'll just stop. And so, like, I feel like I'm, like, a lazy lifter, even though I'm, like, I'm into the workout. I'm really into it, and I want to work out. But even when I get into it, I'll be, like, halfway through, I'm like, I just not feeling any more of this. Like, I'm – that that desire I had is, like, kind right. of waning. And, all right, I'm not going to – and but I'm still getting such results that I'm like, you know, I'm kind of cool with the fact that I'm a lazy lifter. I think this is working for you right now because you're still very much a beginner to lifting. Yeah. As you've lifted more, and I'm still a very lazy lifter. 
But as you live more, you kind of do have to push yourself. You're a little, a little more intelligent. But I feel like yes, we are exactly. highly. Our, our, and, I've adapted my laziness. Correct. A our lazy bit. IQ is just top notch. But it I is. just feel like that laziness <laughs> has grown because even I still feel like a lazy lifter. But my reps are hard. like so. What I've tried to do since the last time we talked. Oh, excuse me. So we were talking about um, not keeping track of numbers. Like, uh, don't count your reps. Just go into the for feeling mm-hmm. or what kind mm-hmm. of deal we well, talked we about. We had touched on that. I yeah. still like using numbers, but I see what well, you're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. If you forget. But I'm saying that idea. Yeah. yeah. We were yeah. talking about if you forget the number, it's not really, it's more of a feel thing. So I was like, I'm going to stop trying to focus on the number. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I tried not to look at how many reps I hit last time. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because that's what I good. was it, doing. It puts a number in your head. Yes. And yep. then I'm like, that's what I'm shooting for. I just need to hit that. And I'm good. At least that. So I've tried not to, and I've actually increased my, like this last work that I did, my reps were like one or two more, but it was, Mm -hmm. I mean, it was still more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. Like, so I've realized that I have grown, like my ability has grown and where I get to the lazy point is still growing. Yeah. Correct. So like, I feel like you can be a lazy lifter, but it's still like where you get to where you feel like you're lazy is more. Yeah. So if you're out there listening and you're doing, you're like, I just, uh, I don't feel like it. Like, that's cool. You don't have to feel like it. you can still chase the gains, if mm-hmm. you will. Mm-hmm. And I'm still not comfortable saying that. Like, that's like a weird saying. You know, chasing. <laughs> How about up on the gain train? Get the gain train. But you can still get results and you can still move in the right direction. Right. And be lazy about it. Like, I really feel like I'm lazy about it sometimes. Listen, it, it, here's, here's my view. Minimal Chris, work. Chris, Minimal you, chime, work. you chime in on yours. But it is. It's the least amount of work in a force and ad- adaptation. Yeah. We, we cover that all the time. But from one workout to the next, for me as well, I, there are some people out there that just legitimately love working out. They love being in in that zone. And I, I feel a little more it's like... It's like they're their time, you I know? It is, and, and that's fine. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. And I, I find myself in that zone sometimes when I'm in an actual gym. I find it less often when I'm in the house. But when I get into a workout... There are some moves that I'm more excited about. There are some days oh, I'm a little more excited totally. than others. And there are some days that, like, I'm just going to kind of change up the rep scheme here. You know what? I'm just going to work up to, to one, you know, heavy. really, really heavy rep. Yeah. And then I'm going to call it for the day when I had gone in there planning to do a three-by-five or a five-by-five type scenario. So that was totally Greek. I don't know I what mean, any of that means. I mean, all the time, Mike, that Three-by-five reps me. or five-by-five reps. Five, seven, but five. and again, oh, like okay. everything else that I'm, I, <laughs> I did, that I literally gotcha. was I'm not sorry. clicking I'm to me sorry. at all. That's like when CrossFit okay. people try to tell me what, like they show me the, I don't know how to read that. I'm like, get out of here with your, all so your far. acronyms and stupid on. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so going in there with that intent. And again, every time, no matter how many sets or reps, it's looking to push max effort for that, that scenario. But I'll go in there and I'm just like, I'm not feeling that today. Right. Do really you, not. I but I, I need to do, do something. Do something. Yep. Do whatever my brain is itching to do that day, whether it's what was prescribed or not, because right. I'd rather do anything something. in the gym than not do it and, at all. That's and the that, part that something noticed, is always sure going to be something. what the body part I had planned on doing, and it is always going to be at least one to two max effort sets. So I'm setting myself up on the same track. I'm not going in there doing a completely randomized workout, I'm doing one of my one or two of my big compound moves. I'm just changing up the reps or the set scheme for that. I'm still taxing the musculature I want to tax, and I'm taxing it in a, a close to failure range of motion, so I can still feel good about the day at that point. Yeah, anytime I've done it, I've thought like 
I feel like I've done it that I've worked that muscle really well. Or right. I've done that workout decently well, but I'm just like, I could really push here, and I just don't feel right. like it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to... I have days like that, too, and I feel like this I is feel something like that I've noticed. I've noticed that... Yeah, agreed. I've noticed <laughs> that I get better workouts in the earlier part of the day. Same. Uh, also, if I'm fasted, I think I have a better workout, which is not necessarily everybody. I, I do as well. I like For to not reason, have much like, of my stomach. once I've eaten some food... I feel lazy. I'm like, it's nap time. So I, yeah. I like it. You know, like an earlier. And it's different for everybody. Some people get like energy at night. I just at night, I like want to go melt into a couch. Yeah, so the workout that I felt like I actually got more reps or that I didn't really try was when Becky was in here. And we were talking mm-hmm. and it was also it was like I always work out pretty much later. I don't really do a whole lot of daytime workouts. Um, but the one thing that with that workout was I took more rest in between. Yeah. So I was doing those supersets, but I didn't even actually do them kind of as supersets. And I was able to do a little bit more. I didn't get the same heart rate response I, because That is of the it. catch there, right? That when is you're letting thing. your heart rate okay. recover. But yeah. it's okay. You know, sometimes you, especially depends on how you feel. Like if you feel like you want to go in there and like it's going to be more of like a cardio day and you want to knock out like some supersets back to back, cool. If you're feeling really tired and you want to get in there and you want to give yourself three to four minute breaks between whatever you're yeah. doing, if you're good, at, if you're giving it a good amount of effort, like do the that. The most important yeah, thing rest. is it's pushing cool. each set close to failure. Yeah, Close-ish. Once within I'm, one to three reps is is my target for any given. Set. I don't know about you guys, but once, even no matter how I'm feeling, whether I'm like really pumped to be in there mm-hmm. or I'm just like not feeling it, once I actually start the process of lifting, I'm I have no problem pushing right. in that in that, in, that in the midst of yeah. that set. Right. Yeah, I'm not like oh this sucks every every. I'm like all right, get through. All right, almost there. Let's okay, that's it. I'm done. Yeah. But motivation like, to start another yes. set. Starting is the really next set. Is <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I put the weights down. I'm like that sucked. I don't want to do that again. You know yeah. where I yeah. struggle the most is like something like a Bulgarian split squat. Like oh if my I god, my yeah. god, convincing myself to do another set of those. I'm it just sounds do, awful. It's, off, it's alternate legs, so I've got to do basically oh, yeah. two every single. Yeah, that's, oh. it's its own super set and set. My my heart rate when I'm tracking. Is, is usually when I'm pushing hard in a Bulgarian split squat, yeah. it's about 175 ish. Yikes! That's, that's, <laughs> that's my crazy. highest heart rate is on Bulgarian split squats. They're murderous. What the heck is a Bulgarian? That split is like squat? you doing your stationary lunges, except that back leg gets the foot gets put up on a bench. So yeah. Don't worry, you'll get some. No, I will not. <laughs> I, have, I have watched people who do that. I'm working like, you up. They'll Whoa. like crank out some Bulgarian split squats and they'll drop their weight and then they'll do, do split squat jumps. Oh my god. And I'm like, yeah. no. <laughs> 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 Not happening. Uh, no. I saw no. this thing the other day. I, cause now that I have looked for all this gym gear and stuff, like all this like targeted ad stuff. Like buy other up. gym stuff. Yeah, all this yep. comes up. But this dude was doing, I, I heard you guys have said this 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 workout before and I didn't know what it was then. And I, mm-hmm. Now I'm just like asking because I don't care anymore. <laughs> I was embarrassed before. It was. It's like, uh, I was like, I feel like I should know these things because you talk about it like I should know it. So then I like just go we afterwards and research it. If you go to the extreme, that's like, like a ma- you know, mathematician talking about calculus. You're like, well, I know math. I should know how to do this. Yeah, right? yeah. No, so, it's not anyway. the same thing. You learn what you learn. But that's yeah. what I'm, so I'm learning. But the pistol oh, squats. Oh squats, yeah. I love weighted pistol squats. I was like, what's a pistol squat? That, so I was like, oh, I, I mean, I've been working out now. Maybe I could do. No. I couldn't even do one. <laughs> no. I couldn't even. I, part of it was a trust thing. I didn't trust myself. But a, a lot of it was the fact of like I just couldn't. So it's a lot explain of different things. Like balancing. Squat. I love pistol squats. Explain a pistol squat. Pistol squats are where you basically will go down on one leg with the opposite leg uh, straight out in front. Straight of you. out in front of you. <laughs> yeah, you go all the way down full range of motion if you can make it there, and then the you gotta come back up. The physics just seems wrong. It does, right? It just it, seems like it, it comes down to ankle flexibility and and you know upper body flexibility, being able to lean into it and your ankle being able 
to flex enough to not your Achilles and calf pulling you back essentially. And and yeah, it I helps. I feel like I always want to fall back. Yeah. Yeah. Now the I find the body I can do the body weight ones on both legs, but I find weighted pistol squats to be easier. They're a little more intense because of the weight, but that the weight kinda, acts as a counterbalance. Yeah, that yeah, makes, that sense. makes sense. So then it becomes even more. I mean, it's already a, a strength based exercise. If you're not able to do more than you know yeah. ten to twelve of those. Uh, on a leg, it's a strength-based exercise for the most part. Ten yeah. to twelve. I, I say five <laughs> to seven. To five to seven for for strength is what I, I get. One can. or two, I would mm-hmm. be amazed yeah. with myself. Yeah. But you you add weight to the mix; it's now a little more again. intense, and then it becomes you know more of a strength-based exercise. So yeah, I, yeah. I had worked up to doing eighty-pound pistol squats for two wow, reps. Wow, that's wild. Which I loved it. Not not there right now. I think I'm doing forties in each hand for three reps. It was the last one I did. Isn't 40? Isn't oh, you mean 80 in each hand? 80, yeah. 80 so 160. Oh my God. Yeah. I thought you meant. <laughs> Bro, yeah, yeah. what are you doing? You got... That's 160. We're add those together. They're both going up at the same time, man. <laughs> what are you doing? But I, I put a lot of work into those, and what I want, I was, like, I want to get back squats, up to that spot. I was going to count half the weight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I, I no. want to get back up to those, because again, it's that, it's that single leg uh, joint health at that point. So do you ever struggle? So I have this issue doing... I'm asking all these questions that I've been going through. Um, I just did the uh, kettlebell things, but I don't actually have a heavy enough kettlebell, so I've said before I've yeah. used dumbbells. But my arms are so tired from doing all the other stuff right. that I'm struggling holding <laughs> the dumbbells. So don't hold it up. Uh, do, do a sumo doing? squat. Are you doing squat? What are you doing? I don't Goblet know. Just squats? hold them both mm-hmm. straight down. Uh-huh. You could do that. Oh, I yeah. Could do you would that. basically squat down until it, it touches the ground. Or you may you not can, be able to get quite as low that way. But, and I feel like that throws off. So I've done it. I also feel like that throws off, though. The way my foot, like I'm leaned over more, I feel well, like it's less it's, ins- it's less instinctive for you to tighten and, and keep that upper back. Yeah, up. that's the good thing about holding it up is it's almost like a little bit of a, a counterweight forward. So your upper back has to engage. As you squat down. But my arms are so toasted. By that third set, I'm right. just like, I can't. You'll I, still keep about the same back position. You'll be surprised as, okay. as you go down. You Because my legs can do it, right. but my arms can't hold the weight anymore. And so Andrew, I end up dropping the weight down. You can also get straps and like strap your hands onto those weights if you're doing the sumo squat ones. And that takes it a little bit more off of your it hands. Yeah. You get you the, the wrist wraps because that roll Because sometimes it's like literally your grip or, strength that's failing. Or instead of just gripping, you test. do the, the hook grip, which is no, thumb. No, that one no. I told you about, thumb. So that'll keep it from rolling out. And that gives you a little bit more. I guess it's not so bad on a not super heavy dumbbell correct man a hook grip on a heavy deadlift which those are what i do now i I know it's it took a little bit to get up to that describe a hook not good a hook grip is when instead of grabbing your main fingers around and your thumb around like you would make a fist but putting a bar in between you would wrap your thumb around the bar first and your hand goes around like you wouldn't want to punch somebody you'd break your thumb Thumb. that way but you're by because you're over your other finger or two the first fingers are covering the thumb around the bar it doesn't allow the bar to roll out of your hand. Does it put more pressure though on your thumb? It hurts your thumb. Of course it does. So good. You it, have it to makes build it up sore. To you it. need to work up to that. But you have people. So I don't think I'll ever be able to do it. No, you could. Yes, you will. No, because I'm too worried with. Well, it would not. Yeah. It That's why up. you would just start very low. That'll actually build up strength in your thumb. Is what I'm trying to tell you. Oh, uh, I get what because you Because connective tissue is so damn strong. So should I switch to a hook grip now? Then. Well, maybe try not it on a bad those idea. little dumbbells because, and see. Because, because that could be a good starting point. Yeah. You know. I like the hook grip over the mixed grip now. Mixed grip still for me is still stronger, but the the hook grip allows both arms to be you know reaching over for the the bar with palms down it creates a little bit better symmetry all muscles are pulling the exact same way so some people will alternate those their mixed grip you know one palm forward one palm back and then just for 
symmetrics, they'll, they'll symmetry, they'll, they'll go it. to the other side, which I don't know how important that is. You see some of the strongest people in the world that just kind of stick to the same one. I like the idea of keeping it, uh, you know, palms back. So I've watched Lane Norton pull, you know, I don't know, 600 damn pounds, whatever, with his hook grips. So I'm oh like, my all right, I, I can work up to, to wherever I'm pulling. Actually, he pulls more than that. I feel like you're murdering the nerve endings in your thumb. You would think, but no, the, the body is fucking amazing. Mm-mm. I'm out. <laughs> Try it light. Do yeah, you, do, do, that, do I'm just afraid of everything. I'm, I feel like I talk about fear all the time, but right. and I'm not that fearful typically, but like that, that vocal injury to me yeah. right at the end of last year has made me afraid of anything that has to do with me playing. Look at yeah. my, the my vocal career. cord one is, is hard to. To correlate to like musculature and, and you know your your joint anatomy when it comes to lifting, so I can't tell you how to strengthen those beyond you know you just using them right. Yeah, that's basically right. The, so yeah. when it comes to to you know even <sighs> lifting weights has been shown to decrease the effects of arthritis, you know creating strength in the connective tissue um, and joints of your hands and fingers is going to create lifelong health from them. So obviously you don't go to hook grip at your very top lift at 400 pounds and do a negative when you can't even pull 400 pounds. You know, you literally build up to it and the body Mm -hmm. does adapt. And if you adapt all of your fingers and joints, you're going to be prepped for lifelong guitar playing. You're not going to fuck something up if you go through progressive overload and you do it in a guaranteed safe uh, method, as in starting light and working your way up. So if you just start now with doing hook grip on you know, a couple of your warm-up sets to start to develop that, that um, flexibility for it and, and feel of the grip and start to ingrain that and then move on from there. You add have, a little bit more at a time. I have noticed that my left hand is the hand that I fret the guitar with. So that's the one that's always squeezing. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the one that doesn't slip. When I'm when I'm <laughs> lifting, right. yeah, that makes that's sense. the hand that's stronger that yeah. to hold on. And so I realized the other day too. So I was looking at myself in the mirror because that's what I do now. Um, <laughs> that's true. And my left bicep is like formed more. Like it yeah. has more sh- like definition it's, to it's it. It's already in like a flex position when you're going to guitar. No, it's no? not from that. I thought that's what it was from because yeah. I brought, brought up the, I brought it up to Becky uh-huh. and I was like. My left bicep is like way more defined than my right. We get into that a masturbatory conversation here. No, this is not oh masturbatory. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> no, the world's not ready for that, Victor. No, um, Actually, it it's from is. holding my children. I was That's say, the that arm that I hold guess. my kids oh. with, and it's just constantly it's just in a, a state of flex. Carry all yeah, the time. it's yeah. just a weighted carry yep. in a flex position. So my left bicep is just way more defined. Yeah. So like between that and the guitar, this left arm. All right, tends start carrying the kids on the other side. I, I don't know. It's just not comfortable. And I'm right-handed. It's not comfortable. And I'm right-handed. So, like, the problem is when I have one of them, I have to do something. You're about right. to be ambidextrous. I'm about to be ambidextrous. <laughs> okay. Work on this. it. Let's so go. I, I haven't prescribed you a lot of, you know, bicep curls, but throw those in the end of each workout and just do right side for a little while. That's well, literally that's how you kind of Come on, you're not a gym bro unless you're ending your workout with some curls, my Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Sorry, my B. Those are the rules. <laughs> my B. Um, yeah, Mike. but that's literally okay to do. If one side of your body is lacking, just work the other side out for a while because you're still going to continue picking up your kids, and your kids are only going to get heavier. That's like yeah. progressive overload right there. They that are is progressive, progressive overload. <laughs> it is. So start doing curls with the right start arm. Start doing curls with the kids at the arms. end of every workout. <laughs> just do All right. start with you know three, three sets of, of 12 to 15 and put a decent bit of volume on that and call it good. Oh, all right. 
Michael. I'm always weird about, so like there's been no more times where I've done the workout or like I'm not in the middle of a workout and I'm just like, I feel like doing something. I'm just gonna, and I want to do, but then I'm like, I'm afraid I'm going to mess up my, like what I'm doing. So I right. don't do anything then. Is it bad if I just was like, you know what? I just kind of want to do two squats right now and just knock out two, a couple, like a set of squats. It's Is not, that like going to throw off it's my. It's not bad. Now, you, I'm if, just using if squats gonna, as If you're going to do something random, like, cause I'm, I'm all about highlighting whatever motivation you have. And at this point, like you're not going to affect any of your training blocks by doing something like that as long as what you randomly decide to do in the middle of your workout when you're motivated is working the same musculature that you were just doing so no, now you're, you're going to affect even, rest in between i'm not oh yeah i'm saying not even, like, oh throughout the day you're saying just like a random like i'll get home from like a gig at night uh, and i worked out like earlier or i worked out the day before and today's yeah. technically my rest day but i'm like i'm like i just got home i'm I so think adrenaline it's gonna i'm like i'm gonna do thing. something like if you for some reason want to do two squats like that feels kind of like a general waste of your time i meant but, two like sets but yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. okay <laughs> <laughs> i was like that feels like a waste of your time but like you want to get in there and like crank out some you know arm no, that's, stuff or that's absolutely stuff fine or whatever it, yeah, is there but something yeah, you could do multiple sets of it's squats, gonna go along <laughs> the same lines of of what we had talked about on i don't know a couple episodes ago about potential overtraining if you find, again, energy levels are going down, you can't lift as much from one workout to the next, or you know some negative effect overall, it's likely the extra shit you're doing. Gotcha. But is there something you're not going to know that unless you just do it. Is there something I should lean towards doing, like, a co- like core stuff? Should I just be like, I can not always knock out I think it's fun to do whatever like, you want to do. Like at, whatever at this your stage, extra yeah. focus is. If you're, if you're like, you know what? I really want to work my arms out. I yeah. want to, you know, maybe that, that's your thing that you do or whatever. You can switch it yeah. up. It doesn't have to be anything. At this whatever stage, you want. At this stage of your training. Tickles your fancy. Just stick with whatever you're motivated to do. Just, just like she said. Go do what makes you fucking happy at that point. Yeah. You already did the other stuff, so yeah, yeah, now yeah. it's whatever you want. It's just not important. Like, you know, three, four, five years down the road when you're really trying to dial in a little bit more, may, that may make a difference at that point in, in affecting recovery. But right now, gotcha. no. Dig in. Mike, any any like Before we do. get your check-in, we never finished rice. So what about elevation? Ah, oh, elevation. Hey, uh, I'm here <laughs> well for you. We're not a tangent, if, an, <laughs> if anything. The reason I mean, we didn't finish it is because it's less important. <laughs> yeah, well, you can do it, right? I think yeah. elevation's actually elevation. Okay. Elevation is fine, and, and that kind of goes into the the realm of of aiding the lymph nodes in pulling out garbage from the area, okay. essentially. So it's never bad to take a load off. Get, pull gravity out of there and, and let the body have a little bit of an easier time kind of circulating and getting shit out of that area that needs to heal. So really the only part of rice that is the E. We, is the e. The elevation, yeah, basically. Yeah. So just so everyone knows, we've completed Yeah, so what, what kind of word would that be? There's going to be elevation and, you know, rest is kind of important. Maybe a little bit, yeah. And then maybe some light com- compression. You know, what about some so heat after the general swelling has gone down? Does heat do anything? After that is fine. That's just yeah. going to increase blood flow to the area. Yeah, that's okay. what I've heard. That yeah. the heat is actually better for. Yeah, it's so yeah. weird now. Yeah, so I'm it's going to be it like though. a. It's an ERC and then cold tub. So it's an ERCSIS. Well, that's nice and easy to Nailed remember. Yeah. Good so idea. Yeah, nice. Did everybody write cool. that down? Erxus. Erxus. Perfect. Victor, tell me about you and your update. How did you My do from update. last week to this so week? So last episode, uh, which is actually exactly, I think, a week. Oh, um, did we do Wednesday last week? I think so. I don't remember anything. So yeah, I don't remember. Did we do Wednesday last week? Well, I don't no, know. I think w- did we just do Wednesday last week? No, no. Whoa, no, whoa. No, no, no. It's been a while since I haven't been um, involved. I don't remember. I just want everyone listening. Anyway, to the know last that... episode, whatever the weight <laughs> thing was, it was two hundred nine point six. The last time we had an episode, as of this morning, 
I am 208.8. Almost Woo! an entire pound down. Hey. And I've hit 207. Oh, snap, you've seen it? Yeah, you've seen it. I love he, that. He can so. taste sub 200 Ooh. right now. Oh, it's it's literally tasting it. Oh, what are we, okay, our Wonderland party needs to be it planned. So what are we doing yes, for our Wonderland does. party? So I also think, so I made this promise to my wife about 10 years ago when I thought I was going to lose weight mm-hmm. then. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had grown the full beard. And oh my, I was saying I was gonna lose this weight. And I was like, Well, if you help me with this process, blah blah blah. And I'm like, There's a whole thing, mm-hmm. but basically, the crux of it was if I get sub 200, I'll shave the beard like oh. completely off or more like, a like where completely I'm at. Completely off. Oh my god, your skin won't know what to do with itself, and it won't be protected by the from the elements. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little worried about what it's gonna look like just shit color wise because the rest of my face has 10 years of tanning. <laughs> and my, I mean, okay. my chin does not. Before you shave it all the way off, if you like try a short beard. Yeah, I'd like so, to see that because sure. I would also like to see a short beard. It, the beard will come right back, so you'll right. see a yeah, short right. beard you're, you're and the process of it regrowing. Me true. So, um, I think I'm gonna do it, and we'll video and we'll put that out. And I think I'm gonna let her just trim it if she wants to do it. It's up yeah. to her. She hates the beard. She's hated the beard forever. Really? Oh no shit! When we first met, um, <gasps> it's so I good. Had, it's such a staple feature. Such a yeah, I had just the goatee. It's not like one of those long, outgrown ones. It's taken care of. You I know. Mean, thanks. I appreciate. Yeah. I think. I mean, and the one thing that I really like, not that I really like, that I feel like my face is designed to have a beard. Mm-hmm. I don't shave any of the lines. Oh, like, really? Are you serious? I don't shave any of oh, the your edge. face was designed to have oh, a beard. Oh, wow. Like, I don't shave under the neckline. I don't what? shave the... the it, all, it doesn't like, grow up the cheeks. It doesn't grow up my wow. cheeks. There's occasionally, like, a couple of hairs that are, like, thing, the and I just... Randoms don't pick count. Pick them out. Yeah, 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 it's like a random... Yeah. But I don't have to actually trim the wow. lines Shit. on top or bottom. It is exactly how it grows. Huh. So wild. my face is, like, designed for a beard, and she just says she didn't care, doesn't care. <laughs> so... <laughs> but we, So I had a goatee when we got, when we were, uh, when we got married. I had yeah. a goatee when we met, and then I just kind of like it, it came out of laziness that I started it, and then I really liked it, and then I realized that my face was like, per, like it just didn't grow yeah. crazy, and I was like, I'm in. I like it. It's easy. It's well, way you don't easier have to, to maintain. Shave. Oh, man, that's the worst. <laughs> Shaving every day sucks. Yeah. So, Men out there just complaining about yeah, the right? shave every day, but yeah. also somehow you don't have to. You just grow a beard. But we also nah. have fancy beard are. trimmers that keep it all down we'll nice. Yeah, it's, it's been, yeah. So. I think I might do it if I get sub 200. I'll get rid of it. I'm going to grow right what back. What do you mean if? You mean when? When yeah, you yeah, get yeah. sub when 200. Yeah, when I get when. sub yeah. 2, which... Fine. Okay. That'll be, be a good reveal yeah, for your maybe. Wonderland party. Everyone's going to be like, yeah, who's I, that If I can get you to get all your steps in, and you get two to three workouts a week, I it'll be two months or less. Yeah, that's what like, I'm thinking. Because it. So I hit that plateau for a while. It was like four weeks or something where I didn't move. Mm-hmm. Well, last two weeks, I've dropped. Yep. Yeah. So And I've been doing three workouts a week. I may not drop coming in the next week because this past holiday weekend, we went down the family and... Mm. There was food. You made the face. I know. It's the family thing. There's food, man. They feed you. It's What are you going to do? Not eat it? They get upset if they you don't eat tres, it. Yeah, right? They made tres oh, leches. Oh, so That's like three of the leches. Three of the leches. Oh, <laughs> three right. of the leches. Yeah, and my I, dad's always like, he cooks and it's like, okay, let's go. Let's eat. Let's eat. Let's eat. It's like, you got to eat right then. Right then, you got to eat it. If you don't eat it, it's insulting. I eat think out food. of stubbornness, I just wouldn't. I mean, I, I'm busy. I, I'll be absolutely busy for the next seven minutes. You would the food and you would eat. Yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah, probably. that's yeah. exactly how it works. Like we're all waiting. You by smell the it. Place. The whiff <laughs> comes and that's it. So like there was hot dogs. Because I want you, not because you told it me was, to. It was you know it was Labor Day weekend. Yeah. So we um, I ate a couple yeah. hamburgers and Italian sausage. It was good. It was yeah, wonderful. We, we we all ate. Yeah, we did was, some eating. Yeah. This yeah. whole weekend. But I for the the front half we did breakfast. We did breakfast once, right? 
Twice. Twice, yeah. Twice. We went to Quinn's downtown. Yeah. Um, check it out. Right. Quinn's downtown, a little breakfast spot. It's pretty yep. good, pretty tasty. Oh, never been there. And then it was um, just it was just mostly yeah, it's cool. beer until dinner. Yeah, it's cool. buffet on the weekends. Buffet on the weekends. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Yep. You live me at a buffet. Yep. Yep. Then the, the next day, I just you know, had a shake, mostly did beer till dinner, and then yeah. had dinner. So, like, calories are kept at a decent spot. Yeah, so I didn't that's do the worst, yesterday. but I also ate a lot of pizza. Yeah. So. I didn't meet, like, so... I feel like I just am naturally kind of doing that where like I just go real calorie light because like I've eat like I decided I was just going to eat. I didn't even I tracked I would say probably 85, 90 percent of yeah, what I ate. Good. But I was just hanging out. So then I would like grab this and eat this. And I just didn't track every single bite of everything that I ate. Mm-hmm. And I ate a bunch of crap. Um, but those are those are the days where it's it's okay not to. I mean, yeah, we, I was, we are training for the holidays. As yeah, well. I was <laughs> it. But I, I just said to Becky too, and I was like, I'm gonna really work really hard in these next two months because come the two weeks of Thanksgiving, I'm gonna tell Mike right now, which I'm telling you oh, right I'm, now, that's gonna be my bulking phase. Yeah, during I'll have you Thanksgiving, for that. I will yeah. have you all prepped yeah. and ready for that. Oh, I'm gonna bulk for at least two weeks during <laughs> Thanksgiving because I'm gonna go all out for Thanksgiving because I've been working my ass off. Correct. And so when I get there, I'm like. I, I'm going to hurt myself yeah. eating. I'm going to oh, hurt myself. I will probably be lifting every day at least a little bit. So during the holidays, that that is a good time to actually apply some of that potential weight gain to yeah. muscle. The average person puts on about five-ish pounds over the holidays. Yeah. The problem is they change nothing that coming year to take it off. So and then the next so holiday, they put on five another pounds, five pounds. Yeah. This is where that slow process kind of comes in. Yeah, I get but that. Yeah, if you accept, like, let's say... The average person who isn't working out or changing anything puts on five pounds of, of body fat over the holidays. You're more aware, you're pri- still prioritizing protein, and you're working out. Let's say you put on at most two and a half pounds of fat. A good amount of that is actually going to be muscle. So if you u- utilize that extra calorie time wisely, you will put on some muscle. When you come out of the holidays, you go right back to doing what you were doing as it yeah, is. The, the that muscle stays. The body fat goes off. You look even better. That's the plan. Yeah. I love I'm looking that at plan. it right yeah. now. I'm like, I'm gonna just I wanna enjoy the holidays. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna stop tracking for two weeks. I'm gonna because I, I just, just feel like just track that protein. Whether yeah, you do yeah, it mentally or sure, not. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. make sure I have the enough protein in. Yeah. Like I'll make do that. But I mean I'm not gonna when I say I'm gonna stop tracking, I mean I'm not gonna be diehard every little thing like Perfect. I have been. Good. Just mental I'm gonna give track, myself man. a mental break for a couple weeks. <laughs> and because uh that was the other thing I was saying with that I started feeling like Becky and I were chatting a little bit about the whole process and she took a, Oh no, my cousin, that's what it was. I was talking to my cousin during the holiday yep. and she was, well, she's been listening to the podcast to start out and she's been doing great. Hi cousin. And then, hi cousin. Hi. Um, and then she was saying about the track and I was like, well, have you been doing this? And she's like, no, honestly, she goes like, I've been doing this for years. And um, she's like, so like, I just needed a break. I couldn't do it right now. I this, and I was like, it made me think that I was, I've been so gung ho, and I'm like, this is all so brand new to me. It's really easy to be yeah. on something I've never tracked before. This is the first time I've ever tracked. Yeah, it gets old, pretty but I, fast. yeah, and I feel like that. I felt bad, and I'm like, how do you, how do you, get somebody into who's tracked for so long? It's yeah, they have such a negative thing, but they're they're connecting the lack of progress to the tracking itself when it's it's not. My issue with the tracking, and this is probably gonna be something that girls relate to a lot, is that anytime you get any kind of an app where you're tracking your calories, it's gonna give you the amount of calories that you need to eat, and it's always gonna be 
way under what you want them to, to be. Yeah. And then it's hard because you're you have to track your stuff and like either just blatantly go over the recommended amount of calories, which just makes you feel negative about oh, yeah. everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, and so I think that's what makes it really annoying is like you feel like you especially if you like just eat moderately and like eat, you know, you wait for your hunger cues and you eat when you're hungry and you just, you know, you prioritize protein and like you go and you plug all that shit in and it's still like way more calories than then you think it should be, you know, and that really like knocks you down. It makes oh, you like yeah. not want to keep track. And it's it right makes now, you look I'm not at even tracking anything. I just mentally track everything right now because no. I get bored. I get tired of it. I get tired of looking at that stupid thing and it being like, okay, you should eat 50 less calories. I'm like, not no, no. And that's like, why I, I, I hate those mm, trackers. They go- make you feel like you can't do it. And so that, yeah, yeah, that yeah. statement has such a negative it's just it doesn't make sense in my head. For somebody to get to the point where they're I'm, I understand how they get there. But the logic of it doesn't hold up. To say it's not you, about a logic. Like hold a lot hold of on, it's I'm not. not I'm not saying logic. that. Yeah. I'm saying when it comes to to logic, fact that emotion. I'm that I'm pushing toward. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. But and the emotion drives it. And it's yeah. it's if you were able to look at the logic of it, saying that you can't diet down and you know quote unquote diet down or just live a healthy lifestyle and be at a healthy body weight. That's there's seventy percent of the population. Eighty percent is saying that they can't do that. That's like saying ah, human beings were engineered to not actually be at a healthy weight or not actually be no, healthy. No, I don't think that. I, it's just, it's burnout when you, that's, especially it's been years. Like, I get it. And I, I, I thought about that. And that's why I said, why, why I was saying about the holidays for me, like, I'm going to ease back for those couple of weeks because I don't want to get the burnout. I've been the burnout before just playing his music. Right. And I'm, I feel like I've survived in like a right. little bit of burnout because we put. I was just saying the other day, I don't listen to music for fun anymore because I play music all the time that it's just brutal. So I do a lot of other listening. Yeah, I listen to podcasts and stuff because it's just something different. Right. I'm I'm bringing up that that logic piece as a grain to build up off of. Not that like, oh, everybody should realize this or, oh, that should flip a switch. But for somebody like your cousin who has been burnt out by this and actually been burned by it. You know, you've been given the wrong calories. You've been told that this is how it's supposed to. You've gotten this mindset of you can't do it because you think that you've been given accurate information. Like, I can't go over 1,200 calories. I can't fucking do this. This is impossible. And it is at that front, basically. So the grain to build off of is that it is our God-given genetic right to be healthy and happy and at a good body composition. So there has to be a way. If that's our right, there has to be a way and it has to be feasible and it has to be livable and sustainable. There is a way. So that's the grain that has you have to literally put in your mind, your soul at that point and now start the rebuilding process. And unfortunately, it has to come down to, to tracking at that point, but it's yeah. now tracking with success. If you have somebody now approaching you with, Oh yeah, everything you've been given is wrong. It it wasn't the tracking that set you off. It was, you know, the the setup information, the beginning. Now tracking can become a friend because the success in this realm is literally math. Yeah, because everybody I know, I've also talked to another friend who was talking about the tracking, and they never increased the pro- or paid attention to protein. They were only paying attention to calories. And I even was trying to explain. I was like, yo. That's miserable. And it I did that miserable. one week. Yep. I did that one week of like eating fast food, or just I've eating what I want, just watching ca- just calories. Like before yeah. I got into lifting, and I guarantee you a lot of people have done this. Yeah. You know, where like you are just tracking your calories. 
You're not. You're going to be hungry. Hungry. I mean, you're really missing all sorts of, you know, diet, healthy living building blocks at I that point. I definitely did not think it was going to... Like like I've said, I was always hungry. Right. And so I was like, I'm already not paying attention to calories, and I'm always hungry. Yeah, nothing makes so, me more full than eating protein, and particularly if I have to, like, eat it. Like, right. if it is a piece of oh, chicken, absolutely. and I have to cut it and masticate it and swallow it, <laughs> then it's like that process. Like, I'm going to be full. I'm probably not even going to finish it because I'm right. going to feel Those full faster. Quest bars do that for me. So they well, like dissolve yeah. kind of why you... But with all the chewing involved right. with the mm-hmm. Quest bar and stuff... The, the more you can chew, I'm, the more satisfied you're going to be. Yeah. The, the shakes are great if you can't manage to get all your protein in. You right, just don't yeah. have a big appetite or... You know, chewing enough so of I've, that which is just overwhelming. I've realized I started doing with the shakes and and the Quest bars. Like when I'm hungry, I'll start eating more of the protein. Mm-hmm. And then there's days where I'm like, I just feel like I can't need, eat a whole lot. So I'll do protein. a shake. Yep. Yeah, so like I'm supplementing back I, and I forth. I was like not really, I've not been actively like kind of using that as a resource. But I think I should because sometimes like I'll sit down with like a plate of chicken or whatever. And I'm like, I'll eat as much of it as I can. I'm like... I don't want to eat anymore. Right. That would be a good time for me to like then Bust down the shake. shake. Out. Yeah. yeah. And that's right. what I was doing is like, I just don't feel like I'm not really hungry and I don't want to eat just because. So I'm just going to pound the shake. Right. And that's easier. I've and actually bought pre- I bought muscle milk too to try. And that's actually not been so bad. I, I don't mind. You don't like muscle, muscle milk. milk has been known to have a little more heavy metal type content into it. Ooh, it's just, heavy it's metal. A, What's up? Rock out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's, what? it's a it's a protein that I I don't dig into because I'd, I'd read that a while back. Now, granted, that was at a time that I didn't dig too deep. I just have not heard uh, good things about it. So it's non dairy, and I thought that might be good. That's why I did the, the yeah. That's, that's why thing I tried. About yeah, but about is, does dairy upset your stomach? No. So then, why but would I wanted you avoid to try because I wanted to try a different. Okay, well, I'm that's, not that's different. Dairy. All right, well, I you, wanted you to try. Said it, it in a way that like made yeah, me it because it. Well, I'm I'm saying. The one thing I've noticed, it doesn't fill me the same, and I wonder if that's psychological because I know it's it not might dairy, be, yeah. and I know that milk is supposedly one of the things that fills you. It's it up. does. So yeah. like, so there's no chewing involved. It's the same situation. It should but, be the but same. Milk but. is is the only liquid out there that legitimately tells the body that it has received what about food. Broth. Broth has been uh, kind of a diet hack for me for a while, and I, you know, I, I hate the term quack sometimes. Quack. I hate the term hack sometimes because people just overuse it for selling, but. It's something that I've used since, you know, you get a, a organic chicken broth. And I only buy organic because for some reason the non-organic ones just have a weird aftertaste to me. Oh, okay. But you can get like the Simple Truth organic ones for $1.99 for yeah, yeah. A, uh, a quart or whatever. Does it's that make five you calories per serving. It, it's right, like, it it's like a drinking a, a, a bowl full of soup. Yeah. But it's 20 calories for the whole, yeah, whole yeah, thing yeah. at that point. So I do like broth. Okay. I do like broth. But as far as signaling your body that's Not actually that I don't feel fed, like they sell like broth as a beverage. So clearly I think milk is like, you know, still the only <laughs> beverage. But I was just wondering. Yeah. <laughs> I like buying the little things of broth. If you really are really? finding cravings are up. I do specifically buy the one that's that's five calories per ounce, but ten is not a big deal either. Yeah. And I'll put it in a saucepan, I'll heat it up a decent amount, and I put it in a mug to yeah, drink. Yeah, in a mug. It's I like literally that. like Why don't putting you just a put it in the mug and then microwave it. Because he's a fancy man. What's with the saucepan? Because I, I want to drink the whole thing. You can only put like twelve to oh, sixteen he's, ounces he's in a mug. He's refilling his mug. Yeah. From his from his from pot. saucepan. Yeah. Oh, okay. I yeah. was like. You know, the microwave is, works really well for the <laughs> Maybe I have fancy mugs. Maybe you know, he just like pours it. He puts, he puts it in the coffee in the coffee maker and he just heats it up. Nice. Yeah, I coffee. should have a coffee maker yeah. just for that. Yeah. Was, <laughs> my broth maker. <laughs> my broth maker. That'd be so gross. Yeah, so that's like that's just use. like a belly like full a of warm soup. Tea, like a tea kettle and heats your water. It, it just does broth. seem to satisfy me for a while, too, if I'm doing that. And a little really? sodium kick as well. Yeah. 
Hmm. Yeah. So I'll one thing I've noticed with the shakes is that I can't. So you're like, I'm just gonna down a shake. I can't down a shake. If I down a shake, it upsets my stomach. I have to drink it like a little bit more slowly. Yeah. But you but guys, you guys are doing the process. premier ones with the the protein concentrate, right? From your uh, protein. Yeah. Double check that because yes. the the concentrate also upset Victor's stomach. Oh. I yeah. only buy isolate. Yeah. Oh, but I really like the flavors. Uh, uh, might some... have to go back to the quest. No. One. <laughs> I, I will just drink them slowly. I just do the. I just the I use them as coffee creamer. How about or the, I just um, do the powder and make my own. Question: shake. I use how, them as cereal with too. that chocolate milk. That I chocolate do them milk as cereal yeah. and that works okay because I'm eating it. Yeah. So it's not Yo, super the best. chocolate milk and Ugh, a I scoop know. of powder or two. I usually do 16 ounces of milk. What were you, you going to ask? But I don't remember now. Sorry. It's okay. Oh, the core. How the, the fair life oh, those ones. Are good. Do the what kind of proteins in that I'm one? I'm pretty sure those are isolate. Oh, isolate. Because yeah. yeah. I can down those, particularly those with are straw. Delicious. You give me a straw and I can like drink chocolate milk like a hundred times faster. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah the core power cool. ones are good and I like that it's a forty two gram hit. The elite. The elite ones. The elite ones. Are the, yeah. the only ones I buy. Because they have the regular ones that are twenty six. <laughs> I got your name on them, Mike. When, when when was the last time I considered myself a regular person? <laughs> elite. Elite it is. <laughs> With that, we love you guys. We're gonna call this episode. Oh my God, we do. we because, love you guys so much. You know, we have other stuff to talk about. I didn't even I had a really good question I wanted to ask you. Uh, um, so we'll have to save it for the next one. What? I gotta wait till then to even hear what it is. Yeah, you're totally gonna What if I write it down wait. and promise to be surprised when you ask me next time? All right. Um <laughs> so real quick, I did this to you numerous times in the past. I haven't done it to you in a long time. But That's we true. talked about that rice thing. Yeah. So now if you have actual injury like Chrissy does, give her the three most important thing she needs to do right now with her injury. Help okay. me, Michael. Help me. No, I'm not going to do this one. And I will tell you why. Yeah. Because people are going to hear this and they're going to have varying degrees of injury. While this would work for, yeah, for Chrissy's, if right. somebody has rolled it really, really badly and needs to rest a little bit longer before it's actually even weight-bearing, it's too... There's too many variables for me to offer that up and somebody to go get hurt by Well, don't by give doing me exact it. timelines. Give me the three... Actionable all right, I'll, I'll attempt to do Does this in a way sense? that I can't be yeah, sued. Yeah, be broad. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's preface this with please don't sue us. And right. this is also just advice. It's not, we are not medical yeah, not understand professionals this, that, at yeah, all. Not a doctor. All right. Yeah. Um, basically, enough time needs to go by that you can actually put weight on it. And, and if you're looking to move it before weight, doing the alphabet thing is, is fine. Um, Putting it's writing your, the alphabet right. with your foot. Latching yeah. a, a resistance band to something and, and putting one of the loop ones uh, under your toes to kind of move around a little bit is, is fine. So we're looking at ankle right now, but it applies to any joint. Okay. I started doing that with mine, and it's been made, and that's really helped Good. doing Good. the loop thing. Yeah. Yep, okay. so strength is the thing to signal the body to, to repair at that point. Um, huge fan of you know cold tubs or ice baths. That's just going to be a big beneficial one for, for a lot of things. It's not a miracle fix for anything, but it does... Boosts a lot of things. Um, light compression is okay if if you need to get to that point. If you've gone past, uh, I'd say about five days of inflammation or inflammation seems to be getting worse, then maybe it's time for some anti-inflammatories or um, definitely look for, for some cold therapy at that point. Eat enough protein so your body has what it needs to repair. And, elevate uh, if that's the situation. Elevate in the evenings after a day of, of movement that you've you've gotten in, and uh, as soon as you are able to comfortably do so, start to do load bearing things. That'll that'll signal the body to, to repair faster through full joint ranges of motion, as full as you can get without pain. 
Right. That's that's key right there. It's really all, you know, do as much little movements as you can without Correct. hurting yourself. And then Correct. Just build that and up. those movements will start to turn into bigger and bigger movements. It's like it's like building up your range of motion in any lift at that point. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, you're so welcome. Wonderful for that advice. super quick one, two, three advice that you asked for. <laughs> Nailed it. <Yeah. laughs> Chrissy, I hope you heal quickly. Thank you, sir. Uh, we love you guys. Thank you again for watching. Watching. Listen to me. You'll Actually, be hopefully someday. you watch yeah, yeah. the video of us eating bugs. Oh, yeah. Bugs. Catch the video of us eating bugs. If you haven't seen it's it, it's hoot. on YouTube. It's a real hoot. So, yeah. Um, yeah. There was that. Yeah. I've been so the the bugs have been sitting on my desk. I'm not gonna lie, I've eaten an extra grasshopper. You brought every them now to the bar, then. didn't you? Oh, I did take them to the bar <laughs> and I had people eat them. Yeah, at the bar, it was fun. Anyways, right, anyway, well, love bye. you guys. Catch us next week. We will be talking about more stuff. So like much more stuff. Actually, I'm gonna tease it right now, Mike. <gasps> this is the question that I oh, want to ask you next yes, week. Please. How much protein can you eat within one sitting that actually matters? Okay. Can I you got absorb the to that. all of that protein? Because I've seen that there's things out on the I internet that you can only absorb up to 20 to 30 grams of protein uh, in one sitting. With that, we love you guys. We'll see you next week. Beep, boop, boop. Bye.